Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Settling is not an option for Everything me. I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we're talking about dating tips for when you want a relationship. But instead of giving you my point of view, we're talking about it from my boyfriend's point of view. I thought I should change it up, try something fun. It was quite funny for me at least, but You know, I'm always posting, asking listeners and followers what they want me to talk about or what they could really use advice on. I'm always looking for some feedback on topics that I know you girls will actually want to hear and listen to. And one that has been reoccurring over the past few months are just dating tips and advice for when you really want to get into a relationship, how to get from single to being in a relationship. And I think that's been coming up more and more and more because a lot of you girls have seen now that that's you know my experience that happened to me so now that they see I have a boyfriend they're like what did you do what could I do help me like they're overthinking everything I'm getting constant messages from girls like does he like me if I haven't heard from him in two days but he planned a nice date all of these things now trying to figure out like 
if the guy that they're seeing or going out with is the one and so on and so forth. So the other day I was thinking, you know, I'm a girl with my own perspective and opinions on like, well, this is what I did or this is what I would do. This is what I think works. But I'm not a man seeking a woman as a partner. I'm a girl seeking a man as a partner. So I feel like something that could really help girls is hearing more from a man who can say, this is what guys tend to look for. This is what turns guys on. This is what turns guys off, speaking from his own experience. Now, of course, it comes with the disclaimer that he doesn't speak for everybody. He is merely speaking for himself. He made that very clear. He's like, make sure that they know that every guy can be different. Like, he doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings and be like, well, no, this is how it is. This is what guys like. Because, of course, every guy has a different mindset and a different upbringing and different values and morals. But I at least thought this could be helpful for girls to just get a little bit inside of the male brain when it comes to dating on what at least this type of guy likes and whatnot. That does not mean that he is up for The Bachelor, okay? I'm not sharing. This is a one-woman man. Okay, girls, I am not sharing him. I am just sharing his brain. I thought I could help a few of y'all out by lending the male brain for some dating perspectives. <laughs> so I put up a Q&A on my story the other day asking for you girls to ask me questions to ask him. Wow, that was like a tongue twister, but you know what I'm saying. So I had tons of questions. A lot of them were very like specific situations that people needed advice on. So I just kind of stuck to the general questions that I think can help everybody. And like I said, it was so funny going through them because we were kind of reliving our early dating stage. Like we were really reliving our first date, second, third date. So thank you for actually allowing us the time to do that. But yeah, I think that these questions might really help a bunch of you single girls out. So I asked him everything last night, wrote down all of his answers, and I'm going to share them all with you. So let's get right into it, shall we? Now, I simply wouldn't be me if I didn't kick this off by asking him a question about me specifically. I asked him, what did you like about me on the first date? Of course, I want to know the answer to that, but... Another reason why I asked him was just because maybe it could help somebody to know what kind of personality traits guys might like. Again, of course, this guy in particular, he doesn't speak for all, but I figured, let's see, because everyone is a little bit different in the way that they are, so I guess what kind of worked for you? So what did you like about me on the first date? He said, I was talkative, I was sweet, Ah, thank you, but... One thing that was really important was that I was very like down to earth and not stuck up. And you will see that this is a trending answer that he gives in other questions. So I think somebody stuck up may have triggered him or traumatized him at some point in his dating experience (laughs) because he makes it very clear to not be stuck up. He makes it very clear to not be full of yourself. So (laughs) make sure you're not doing that. Um, he said that our conversation was very back and forth and that I was talkative and I talked a lot, but it made him feel comfortable, not in the sense that like I overshared. I asked him like, was I a big oversharer? Because I tend to overshare. 
I feel? And he said no. He said he wanted to know more about me after. It was like the good amount of talkative that I was like clearly confident. I wasn't like quiet or holding back. We just had a lot of like back and forth flowing conversation. And I do think from my own perspective that that talkative kind of energy does exude confidence in a way. It just kind of shows that like, you're not afraid of putting yourself out there, you know, like you can be an open book, but of course, to an extent, like, like I said, I wasn't necessarily oversharing according to him. Personally, I remember back then I always felt like I was oversharing. I always would think like, oh my God, I say so much. Like I didn't need to say all that. But according to him, it, it wasn't like that. So I guess that was just me overthinking in my own head because I really liked him and I didn't want to like ruin anything. But I do think that it just goes to show that you get to be like really yourself and you're not afraid of like saying or doing the wrong thing. You could just kind of put it all out there. And I think that it also really does bring for guys a sense of, or just people in general, I think it brings a sense of comfort. Like you feel... Like you can talk to this person. You feel like you can open up with this person and they're kind of matching that energy. Like you're able to really both like confide in each other and not feel judgment or not feel like this person isn't easy to talk to, you know? So I think that that was kind of a big thing was that I really, I I don't know. I just think I'm generally a person who's easy to talk to. So I think he kind of felt that from the first date. And so that question led to me asking, what made you want to see me again? Like what scored really a second date, a third date and continuing? And he said the compatibility was the biggest thing, which I have talked about compatibility so much like on, you know, in my podcast, on multiple episodes. I've had tons of TikTok videos about it. I've actually gone viral in the past talking about how for me, compatibility was always so much more important than chemistry I think chemistry is easy to find if people are attracted to each other you could have chemistry even on a platonic you know vibe there could just be that chemistry between you two because you get along so well but aside from chemistry I think the compatibility is really the most important so that's what he said he said the vibes were there and the compatibility was important he said we were both on the same page we had a lot of things in common and shared the same values morals and upbringing so while everyone is different I do think that that just goes to say that men are also looking for compatibility and a lot of girls go into dating just wanting to be liked But I always say, make sure that you like them before you're stressing if they like you. And I've I've had this conversation with clients so many times where girls will go on one date with someone or they'll just start talking to someone and they get really hyper fixated on being someone that person likes. And I get it. I've been there with it. Like I just said, with him in the beginning, of course, there were times where I was overthinking, like, did I overshare and whatnot? But that was more of like those giddy feelings I think in the beginning I've had a lot of clients that get really insecure and really in their own head like worked up just nervous about constantly ruining it and constantly thinking like I need to make sure that I am who this person likes like they fear rejection they really don't want that person to decide that they don't like them whereas I think If you go into dating with compatibility as your driving force because you're like, I'm looking for a serious relationship. I'm not just looking to like somebody. I'm looking for a real thing. Then 
if you can go into it with that compatibility at the forefront, you're not going to be so worked up on being perfect for them. You're going to be focused on you guys being the right match for each other. So you'll go into dating in a different way because you're not going to get so worked up about you being liked. It's more about like, are we aligned? You know, do we have that compatibility? And then even if you may have kind of liked somebody, say you went out with someone and he was cute and there was chemistry and there were some good vibes, but you guys weren't really compatible. If that's your priority and you have that maturity around dating, then you're not going to go home freaking out. You're going to be more like, you know what? We weren't really compatible. I'm not a hundred percent sure that this is what I'm looking for in a relationship. He was cute. He was nice. And I liked him, but I just don't really think I could see myself long-term with this person because we really didn't have too much in common. So I I loved that he said that about the compatibility because we really never had this type of conversation before. So it just goes to show that, like he said, we were on the same page and we really were because we were both prioritizing and looking for compatibility. Now, there was something else that he mentioned as far as guys wanting to see girls again you know on the second third date and so on and so forth so now remember we're talking about people looking for a relationship not people looking for just a hookup so there's two parts to what he said here that I'm going to share so he also thought that being flirty and affectionate was very important so girls get your flirt on don't be shy okay I know a lot of girls really struggle with flirting so I do have an episode out I think it's called like feminine energy tips flirting and whatnot and because I always thought flirting was important too but you know he really said that even from the first date having that kind of like affectionate vibe that flirty vibe that was very important to get just give someone those romantic feelings to get someone kind of like excited in that way of like okay I could actually kind of see that spark here so with that being said he did say that the guy should make the first move he did make the first move let's let's put that on the record so he did make the first move but he said that the vibes were right he was like I would never have gone for it. I would never have gone for a kiss or making any sort of first move if he didn't feel like he got the right signal. So the vibe had to really be there and I had to be matching that like flirty energy in order for him to feel comfortable making that move. But this is the second part. This is the disclaimer. He said like, there are guys, he called them pigs and animals. He was like, there's guys who are pigs. These guys, there's guys who are animals too. So like, even if those guys aren't looking for anything serious and they just want to hook up, they're going to probably go for that first move regardless. Like they're going to probably go for a kiss, even if the connection isn't there. So it's just really important that you identify like what you're dating for, what your intentions are, because He just thinks generally that guys are more likely to make the first move. But if they're looking for something serious, they're going to wait for the right spark. They're going to wait for the right vibe. They're going to make sure that it wouldn't be weird. Like they're going to read the signals first. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life. And no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself, or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash for the girls. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat. Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Whereas on the other end, there could be guys who really don't even care about those certain vibes they're simply just looking to get laid so of course they're gonna go in for the kiss and speaking of the hooking up and going for the first kiss or making that first move and whatnot i asked him about the bucket theory which by the way i had to explain to him three times okay this man is not on tiktok he has never heard of this bucket theory and maybe some of you girls have not as well but i've seen it a million times so i will break it down for you all So the bucket theory is that men know immediately if a girl that that they went out with or that they met is a girl that they would put in the girlfriend bucket or in a hookup bucket or in the like, no, I basically want nothing to do with her kind of bucket. So if a guy goes on a date with someone that the theory is that he'll know off the bat, like I could see this girl being my girlfriend Or, yeah, I'm attracted to her. There's definitely a physical connection, but I would never take her seriously. I would just hook up with her. Or the other one is like, there's none of the above. We have nothing there. So after, like I said, three times of re-explaining the buckets to him, he said ultimately he thinks that it's true. He said everyone has their checklist. So you could probably know immediately right off the bat because you kind of have this checklist that you're looking for. So based on how they match that checklist, say that someone's like an 8 out of 10, off the bat, you could be like, wow, I could really see myself with this person. You know, I could really 
see myself taking this person seriously. They have these qualities that I'm looking for. I don't want to ruin it with someone like this. Whereas on the other end, you know, someone could be drop dead gorgeous, absolutely beautiful, but if the connection isn't there and they're not really like like I mentioned the compatibility, like you're not really compatible and you're just not interested in that way, like you wouldn't take it seriously. Yeah, you could probably still go out with that girl and hang out with that girl just to hook up. And he's like, I, I've done this myself. Plenty of guys have done this that I know of where like, yeah, they they know it's not going to be anything serious. But if they're single and just looking to mingle, then they don't really see the harm in just like going out or having fun and hooking up and whatnot. Because there's really, that's just it. There's that physical att- attraction or connection, but there's absolutely nothing deeper and then otherwise, if there's just no romantic connection at all, then they'll, they know off the bat. Like, I'll just never see this girl again. I'm not even going to hit her up to hook up with her. I'm not going to be with her. That's just it. And, and you could know from the jump that that's that. So with that being said, if you're in the girlfriend bucket, it's not really going to be a big deal how soon you sleep together or how soon you hook up because he's already got you in the girlfriend bucket. Like if he's already into you in that way, he already sees you as someone that he wants to make his girlfriend. There is really no timeline or there's no like, oh, it was too soon or she gave it up quickly or whatever it may be. But if he's not really sure about the connection between you or if his first instinct is to put you in that hookup bucket and then you do sleep together early on, there's probably no coming out of that bucket. That's when things become like a situation ship, whatever everyone calls them, or friends with benefits. Like if you were not already in the girlfriend bucket and then you hook up early on, that's probably where that's going to go. Like there's probably no progressing it and evolving it into a more serious relationship. Again, that's on that's his own like opinion, that's his perspective, but that's also kind of what aligns with the theory from what I've seen. Like he kind of put that out there as well of like, well, yeah, you know, if I'm if I was really into you, like it, it wouldn't matter to me because obviously I'm into you and, and I would want to do that with you, but if you're someone that, you know, I'm not really taking seriously, then yeah, like just going for it right away would just solidify that like that's all it's going to be and so when I've seen that in the videos that's what that's what they say I think that it's Tinks who has really said it the most that I've seen I don't know if she like created it or if she takes the credit for it but I've seen her talk about it and she said that's why like there's really no right timeline there's really no right amount of time that you should wait to sleep with a guy because it really just depends on what bucket that they put you in And then like that's it. So everyone is going to be different. You could either sleep with someone too soon or you could not. And like it ultimately there's no right or wrong answer. It's just really what's based on that specific connection or relationship. Now let's talk about texting. Who should text who first? The question was specifically who should text who following the date. So now he he hates games. He especially hates texting games. He really thinks that it's quite silly of like no I'm gonna wait for this one to text first or vice versa whatever so he did say he was like technically the guy should text the girl first and he probably will text the girl first but it's nice for a girl to text the guy to make him know that she's thinking of him so he really doesn't see anything wrong with a girl texting a guy first but he thinks yeah if a guy likes a girl then he'll text her for sure after the date like 
you know, who, who should, okay, say that you go out, you have a nice time, and then you don't hear from him that night or the next day. He's like, yeah, the guy should, but it's really not a bad thing if the girl does. And so then it just turned to a conversation more in general. He said that a girl could text a guy first if she wants to. Like, if, if he's on her mind, but he hasn't texted her, she should text him and let him know that he is on her mind because that's the mature thing to do that's like like he said like he doesn't like the games like if you're thinking about someone don't hold back go go ahead text them so it's not going to turn a guy off that she texts him first obviously unless you're like if you're annoying about it and you're doing it a million times and you're blowing up his phone then that's annoying for anybody but if you're just once in a blue moon texting him first it's really not a big deal with that being said i personally think knowing how men are if he likes you he's not gonna make you wait to hear from him he's gonna go for what he wants I just think that as as a species men don't wait for women so it's not that he's wrong in what he's saying of like yeah of course text first I I don't I'm not one for playing games either but I do think that knowing how men operate he's not gonna put himself in a position to lose a girl just by not texting her like if if a man really likes a girl he's gonna want to call her he's gonna want to text her and I don't think he's going to require her to reach out first I don't think that a man who likes a girl will put her in that position to have to text him first I really don't think that men would wait around to hear from a girl and in my case I mean he didn't do that like he didn't he never waited around to hear from me so I I think it's true. I just also think that he wouldn't have minded if I texted him first every now and then. There was even a girl who wrote in saying, I hang out with this guy every now and then and he makes the plans, but he doesn't really text me in between. So say maybe once a week or every other week he reaches out to make plans with her but there's no consistent conversation in between he's not texting her to see how her day is going there's no regular conversation the only conversation is like specifically to make plans and we were talking about it and he thinks it could go either way like he doesn't think off the bat it means that he doesn't like her at all obviously doesn't have to mean that but what it is it's likely that he's not looking for anything serious because otherwise he'd be texting her wanting to talk to her and wanting to progress things with her so I think that was kind of the conclusion that he and I came to is like he's probably just hanging out with her when he feels like it because if he really likes you and is looking for a serious relationship he's not gonna go days without talking to her and just once a week or every other week randomly hit her up and be like hey want to grab dinner it that's probably the behavior of somebody who maybe likes you sure but just doesn't really know what he wants right now or maybe he's seeing multiple people or maybe he likes you but not enough to commit like it could just be one of those situations I don't really think that it's true of like oh I'm so busy I'm just really bad with my phone like everyone's busy but I I really think that that changes when you're serious about someone I think if you like someone and you want to get into a relationship with them instantly you're not going to be bad with your phone you will text them at least once a day maybe not all day maybe not full-blown conversations but at least just to say how was your day or have a good day so the texting question was very repetitive I had a lot of people asking in all different ways about texting so I hope that that whole thing 
you know, helps you girls out. I hope that that answers everyone's questions. But another one that was very repetitive was about paying for dates and planning the dates and all that kind of stuff. A lot of girls inquiring about, about that feminine and masculine dynamic. So I had one girl in particular saying that she really values a traditional relationship where she's super embodied in her feminine and he is super strong in his masculine. So her question was, so does that mean that he always plans the date and he always pays? So naturally he said, yes. He said, I think the men really should be the one to plan the date and pay for the date. But he said he doesn't think that it's bad if a girl offers, even though a masculine man would more than likely say no, because that's kind of that role. It's not to say every man would say no, but a man who's really embodied in his masculine energy, of course they would say no, they wouldn't take the money. But you know, he just said, it, fe it feels nice. It's not like a masculine man would want you to pay or would need you to pay, but he, he thinks that it's nice to offer. However, of course, here I come into play. Then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So I explained to him why I disagree with that. I think women who want to be really embodied in their feminine should not necessarily offer to pay because it's more than likely a fake offer it's not genuine i think the only women who should be offering to pay or offering money or splitting the bill or whatever are the women who wouldn't mind if he accepted the women who really mean it the only women i think that should be even remotely reaching for their wallet and insinuating to split or whatever it might be are the women who would be perfectly okay with him accepting and would not think twice about it. I think if a girl would be turned off by a guy accepting, if a girl hopes that a guy would say no, then she should not be offering. That's point blank how I feel from the perspective of the question. If a girl wants to feel feminine and she doesn't want him to take her money, then why should she do the fake offering? It's not a genuine gesture and it's not going to make the girl feel good because it's not a true offer. So I really think people should only do what's true to them and what they genuinely want. So if a girl wants to set the tone where it's like, no, he's the masculine, he takes me on this date and he pays, I'm the feminine, so I just sit there and look pretty and say thank you, then that's, in my opinion, the way that it should go. And after I explained that, he agreed. He said, yeah, well, obviously that's true too. Like, if it's not a real gesture, then no, you shouldn't. It's just not necessarily a bad thing if you do because it's more than likely that he'll say no. But I'm all about sticking to what you actually want. I really think that especially those early stages, they set the tone for the future of your relationship. The only thing that I think a feminine woman should do when the bill comes is be kind and sweet and grateful and appreciative. Like, thank you so much. This was great. I would love to do this again or the food was really nice. I never came here, so I'm really glad that I got to try it out, check it out. Like, whatever it might be, I just don't think that the gesture has to be the fake reaching into the bag, the fake offering. I've never been fake and I don't do fake. And if I specifically want that dynamic where it's like this is how it is I'm the woman in my feminine you're the man in his masculine then I'm not gonna be fake and make that offer because I don't want to put that onto myself or onto you I want it to just be clear cut and black and white 
this is my role, this is your role, that's the way that the cookie crumbles. Now, of course, that doesn't apply to everyone, but that's how I feel. If it's a woman who's really embodying in her feminine, just make sure that you look him right in the eyes and you say thank you. And you show that you're happy about being here and you show that true, genuine gratitude for him taking you on this lovely date. Spoiler alert, I never offered, especially not from like those early on dates either. And I asked him, but did you ever even think about that? Like, okay, you went out with me and from the jump, I didn't offer to split the bill. I just said thank you and whatnot. So did you ever think about that afterwards? Was that ever something you said to your friends? Oh, she didn't offer. Did you ever think twice about it? Like, oh, that's weird. She didn't offer to split. And he said no. So it just goes to show that you really don't have to make that offer if you want to feel embodied in those traditional roles of masculine and feminine because a masculine man probably won't even think about the fact afterwards. Just like he said. He's like, no, honestly, it never even dawned on me. I never thought about the fact that you didn't offer to split or anything like that. So it just goes to show what kind of guy you're dealing with. Now, maybe if you're dealing with a guy who prioritizes that and values that, then he might say, that's weird that she didn't offer to split. She just kind of assumed I was paying. But I don't know. It depends on what kind of guy it is that you're looking for. You could be looking for a guy who also automatically assumes that I asked you out, so I'm the one treating. And that is that on that. Now, backing up to the whole checklist comment that he made with the bucket theory question when he was saying you have a checklist so you kind of know off the bat which bucket you would put someone in based on how they meet or match your checklist. You would know if someone is girlfriend potential, if say you had 10 things and they matched with like eight out of 10 things on there and so on and so forth. And so of course I I had to break this down, you know, I'm like, let's hear it. I want to hear what his checklist was basically. And let me make one thing clear. I was kind of expecting a checklist similar to the type of checklist that I have made but you quickly learn that men are very simple creatures and they do not have checklists the way that girls do. I mean, we've all had probably 50 things on our lists. You know, we're very detailed and we're very descriptive and we're very sure of every single thing that we want. And men are a little bit more straight to the point on just like the basics. And it it is quite funny because his checklist was very short. But what I will also say is that he was basically describing me in his checklist. Every single time he kept going, I was like, oh, me, 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 me. Like, girl, now it makes perfect sense because I just feel like I was his whole damn checklist. So let's put it out there, what it was. This is what he thinks a lot of men will have on their checklist. Not speaking for all, but he thinks, you know, a lot of men tend to think the same and look for similar things. So this was what came to him as what could generally be like agreed upon, you know, amongst most men. So off the bat, he said showing respect. And I mean, I could have guessed that from a mile away. I think men are very big on feeling respected And it could be down to the most simple things like the way you treat someone, the way you talk to someone, you know, do you talk down to them? Do you talk at them or do you talk with them? Like, do you show them true signs of respect? So of course, that's a big one. Next was a sense of humor and you can just like laugh together a lot. And I think that that's 
so important because I remember oh my god I, I was saying it last night like our first date I feel like we laughed the whole time and what I really think you know how they say like laughter is the best medicine like there's so many sciences and facts behind laughter but I really think of laughter as a form of intimacy I feel like those moments where you're just alone with someone and it's just you two and something makes you both laugh so hard that like other people wouldn't get it or like you just you had to be there and no one else was there so now it's just something between you two like that creates a closeness I think that that's really a huge part of intimacy it's just those moments that you have when it's just you two alone and you're just bonding and you're becoming even closer so I really do think that that sense of humor you know makes perfect sense that it it is important on that checklist and then he went on to say good personality talkative which again like I said might as well just say me I was your checklist (laughs) um family oriented and I think that could range based on the type of upbringing that someone has but yeah family oriented was you know a big one up there and then oh my goodness clean cleanliness that's his biggest thing he went on and on about how important it is to be clean so girls be clean (laughs) um and then the last one was just like matches their lifestyle so I think guys really are looking for someone to fit their lifestyle and I think that also goes back to the whole like upbringing like I just mentioned with like the family family oriented vibe like you know some people are very different some people are completely independent or maybe they don't live anywhere near their family they move around they have a different type of lifestyle and you know that's perfectly fine and normal but I think men generally look for someone to match their lifestyle whatever that lifestyle maybe and then on the contrary a couple of girls asked what are some things a girl can do that's a turnoff and he said what I mentioned before about the reoccurring answer he said someone who's stuck up or full of themselves or thinks that their shit doesn't stink so whichever way you want to package it up with a pretty little bow that's something that he found to be a turnoff now I don't think many of you listeners are that type of person so I don't really think that you'll be able to relate to that but like I said somebody must have traumatized him because he he said that twice so um just be mindful of that you know don't be so cocky I guess he also said someone who's really loud and obnoxious which I I think comes with maturity I can think back to being younger and being around people all the time who I always felt were really loud and obnoxious but as as you get older I just don't really feel like people are that way and I I also just think that as you become more older and more mature you just become more classy and then also within that kind of category of turnoffs that like immaturity category was also just someone who's really sloppy someone who's drinking and partying all the time and it's also important to note that like we are older so maybe it's different if you guys are in college you're probably both drinking all the time and going out and partying all the time but this is more for like the late 20s you know early 30s kind of vibe even late 30s where it's not really the best sign if someone is still in that kind of phase and then of course his last turnoff was the opposite of what his biggest checklist thing was he said a big turnoff is someone who's not clean (laughs) 
again. I think somebody traumatized him. But he said, like, he want like, okay, so guys, if they're meeting you, dating you, getting to know you, maybe coming to your place, and they want to be able to see what their future will be like with you. Like, imagine living together. Imagine being in a serious, committed relationship. So if you're someone who's a big mess, your place is a pigsty, your place isn't clean, maybe it smells, maybe shit's all over the place, or in general, if you're just, like, not a clean person, he's like, that's a big deal breaker for, you know, guys like that who they don't... If, if especially if they're going to live with someone they don't want to live in that sort of vibe and I, I think that's part of the reason why me personally I've just never even had roommates as an adult because I'm such a clean person that everything is put away all the time and in college you know I've had roommates and people who just don't they don't think about that they don't care about that they'll leave their shit out all over the place they'll leave the bed a mess and whatnot and that used to, oh, that was like my biggest problem. I feel like that was always the biggest issue I had with roommates was them leaving the room a mess. And so, yeah, I, as soon as I could live on my own and not worry about roommates and having other people shit in the way, I took that opportunity. <laughs> and then we have two more questions that I selected. So one girl was asking about, talking about work. She said, I feel like I have nothing to talk about on dates other than my work like I don't really have hobbies I don't really do much else so I don't really have anything else to share so I asked him you know like what did I do did I talk a lot about work or do you did you care to ask me about my work like what what was that vibe like what what are your opinions around that so he said no he said honestly I really didn't ask you too much about work other than just like what do you do like we didn't really like talk about that much further and he said, you didn't bring it up. He's like, you, you just didn't volunteer further information about work. Like, if it, if it wasn't part of the conversation, like, it just didn't get talked about. We just had more personal conversation, like, the family stuff. So he said, he said, probably not, you know. Men like to know about you as a person, not what you do for work. Because your work isn't necessarily your life. You are not your work. It's just what you do for work, you know. So... The, the conversations were more about like seeing if I'm close with my family what are my hobbies or things that I just enjoy what do I like even what kind of music do I like just anything and of course of course he wanted to know like if I like to cook and things of that sort which luckily for him I do so for him he thinks most guys at least the guys he knows are much more into getting to just know you like the personal side of you, the emotional side of you, the wholesome side of you. But of course, as he mentioned again, like every guy is different. And there could be some guys who are specifically really focused on work. And that's what they want to know in a woman. Like what, like your career goals. They really want to know how driven you are. And maybe that's all they ask about. Like tell me more about your job. Tell me more about you know, your your work life and everyone has a different kind of lifestyle. So I really think it comes down to which kind of guy you go out with because going back to that compatibility thing and that matching to their lifestyle kind of thing that we've already addressed before, he said some guys don't really care about certain things like a home-cooked meal. They could be the type of guy who wouldn't care to like order takeout every night or maybe they personally like to cook so they don't really care if a woman likes to cook because they'd rather do it themselves like it's all about the dynamic and I'm just using the cooking example because that's what I just mentioned but that could go with 
anything, even like hobbies. You know, some guys are really big on sports and sports could be something that's like their hobby. So maybe they want a girl who's really big into sports or even just a hobby that they could relate to. You know, some guys might want a girl who's super athletic. I can think of a few of my girlfriends who are really athletic with their boyfriends. Like they'll play sports together or or they're big on like going hiking together and things of that sort. Personally, that's just not my vibe, but there are definitely guys who look for that specifically in a partner because they want someone like that. Or the couples who are really big on traveling. Obviously, I'm not against traveling. I, I do love to travel, but I don't have that like wanderlust personality where I need to always be going on an adventure or I need to always be down to just pack up and go away whereas other guys could be like that's what I'm looking for my travel buddy my travel companion and that's what they want to know about so they want to hear about your travel your adventure and those sort of passions so I think what it comes down to is that a, a really masculine man like someone who's just looking for that traditional relationship dynamic they personally are not going to be big on knowing about your career and really digging into that doesn't mean that they won't ask at all but it just that won't really be the forefront of your conversations whereas other guys who have different priorities and different interests that's going to be the priority of their conversation whatever the main interest is that they're looking for and the last question that was asked many times in all different ways, how quickly does a guy know if she's the one he wants to be with? How many dates in until a guy is sure you're the one? All different ways that girls are like, all right, how fast does a guy know? Tell us straight up, how long does it take? And he said as simple as this, by the second or third date. Bam. That was it. So those are all of the questions that I asked him. I hope that it was helpful. I know that it's very specific to his own opinion and what he was looking for when he was single and dating, but I still think that a lot of men do tend to think alike. Same way that I think a lot of women tend to think alike. A lot of us look for similar things as a lot of men look for similar things. So if if even one certain thing really clicked with you or resonated with you or made you say, you know what, I should do more of this or less of that or not focus so much on this or focus a little bit more on that, then great. I'm glad that even a little tiny portion of this could help you. It's just to give you a little insight about the male brain. But like I said, it's coming from someone who's very, he's a very simple man. He doesn't give thorough and thought out deep answers the way that a girl would if, if if a guy asked me these questions oh I would have a field day I could go on and on and on all day so I appreciate him for helping me out and doing this with me but that's all we got for today so thank you girls so much for listening until next time girls Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land. So we're told. But we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. 